Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, there's plastic in our ice. So, okay, it's the middle of the week, and an interesting news item came across uh, BBC News earlier today, which I thought was worth passing along, because it does relate to climate, it does relate to uh, ocean circulation, relates to lots of things that people talk about when they talk about climate change. And in this particular case, obviously I am not talking about a plastic swizzle stick in your alcoholic beverage, I am not talking about anything else involving plastic straws of any type. Uh, I'm talking about sea ice, and I'm talking about an expedition that recently went into the Arctic Ocean and took some cores of ice from the permanent sea ice pack near the center of the Arctic Ocean. And these are taken occasionally as part of research studies to look at the content of the ice and to look at changes in the ice as possible fingerprints for climate change and how it may be evolving over the short term and the longer term. And in this particular case, the analysis of the ice cores revealed a lot of what we call microplastics. These are very small pieces of plastic that often are broken down from larger pieces of plastic but can otherwise go directly into the environment uh, from various types of makeup, lipstick, uh, etc. Uh, through various means. And ultimately, the disturbing fact of this particular study and analysis, which was done by the Alfred Wegener Institute from Germany, is the fact that the amount of these small plastic pieces, which are generally less than about uh, one-fifth of an inch, and in many cases uh, even ten times smaller than that, the concentrations of these plastic pieces is about two to three times more than what we had thought it would be or should be based on what we know about ocean circulations and how water gets into the Arctic Ocean system and eventually freezes and becomes sea ice. We can hypothesize that obviously this plastic has to come from somewhere. And yes, there are local sources of plastics around the Arctic Basin. You have the North Slope in Alaska where some plastics may get into the Arctic Ocean ecosystem through various means. They can be blown around by wind. They could be uh, dropped off by ships. And we have the same issue in terms of the Russian Arctic and the Scandinavian Arctic as well. But we thought we had accounted for all the plastic sources uh, that we could consider local to the Arctic Basin. And as the Wegener Institute has found out, what we actually see is uh, double to triple what we had expected to find. So we think that it's actually part of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch that exists between California and Hawaii that is the ultimate source of some of these plastics. Gets carried around uh, the Pacific Basin through the series of uh, ocean currents that creates a gyre. Uh, that includes the Kuroshio current off of the Japanese coast and likely it picked up more debris that is floating off of the uh, way off the Japanese coast in the Pacific back from the uh, Fukushima nuclear disaster and the Tohoku earthquake several years ago that took a lot of debris out into the ocean through uh, the effects of a tsunami. And all that debris gets carried up north 
through the Bering Strait and into the High Arctic, where it circulates around and eventually some of the seawater that contains these microplastics freezes and the plastics are preserved within the ice. So, okay, we have lots of plastic in the Arctic Ocean Basin. Why should we care about this? The reason we should care about this in general just relates to the marine ecosystem in general. Uh, many of these microplastic pieces are of a size that can be consumed and ingested by marine life. And they can affect the digestive system of marine life and cause detrimental effects. The larger pieces can even be ingested by things like sharks and whales and other larger marine uh, creatures. Whereas the smaller ones can be ingested by smaller pieces, uh, smaller fish species, uh, crustaceans, etc. Ultimately, you can get a lot of these species to have uh, ill effect from consuming this plastic. Just like if you or me were to consume big pieces of plastic, our digestive systems would not like this very well. And as a result, the fish, the marine life, could very well die off in various stages. It's not going to be a rapid death, but it's not necessarily going to be prevented either, unless something is done to get rid of some of these degree of plastics in the water. Even if you get one species of marine life that has a substantial population decline, it's going to have a significant effect throughout the rest of the marine food web, because you get rid of one species of fish that might uh, typically consume smaller fish, or be consumed by larger fish, and you're disrupting a natural cycle. And disrupting that natural biological cycle can ultimately feed back in ways that you don't expect. Because ultimately, the marine ecosystem can be tied to the land ecosystem, which is tied to us. After all, part of our food supply is seafood. And if you get rid of most of the supply of seafood, for human consumption, then you have to turn to other sources for our population, which continues to grow on the planet uh, by leaps and bounds in certain parts of the world, leading to food starvation, uh, uh, sh food shortages, starvation, uh, and all sorts of geopolitical consequences for that. So this is not a trivial deal. It's not necessarily something that immediately puts out alarm bells and says we have to do something about this tomorrow, and if we don't do it tomorrow, the world is, is done for. But it's another one of these issues that with respect to the natural environment, we need to start paying more attention to. Because ultimately, little things can add up to be big things, can add up to be catastrophic things. Uh, it doesn't take a very small snowball at the top of a mountain to grow as it rolls down and become this huge mass of snow which wipes out an entire village in some mountain location. The planet isn't basically one big interconnected system. And the more you mess with one part of it, even one part of it that seems relatively small and insignificant, can come back to bite you. You might remember the film The Butterfly Effect that came out a few years ago and was dealing with the subject called chaos theory. One of the classic quotes related to chaos theory is that if a butterfly flaps its wings in Brazil, there'll be a major hurricane that destroys a city six months later. 
that is an extreme example, but it does indicate a, a real principle in that something on a very small scale can affect something that's on a slightly bigger scale, which can affect something on a slightly bigger scale, and it goes on and on and on. And so you really could potentially have a butterfly flapping its wings in Brazil lead through a causal chain of events to a ma major hurricane coming in and devastating, say, a major North American city like New Orleans again. It's just word to the wise. Little details like this, little studies that kind of come and go and fly under the radar can be more important than we think. And it's worth considering what the actions that we do might mean down the road. Some food for thought. That's all for today, for this edition of the Daily Bolt. Have a good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon, depending on whenever you're listening to this, and God bless.